the hardest thing has been like not actually seeing my friends and just learning how to cope in the house i am quite scared because uh people are are dying rapidly people are getting infected already 2 million people are infected i feel like at first i felt a little sad because we couldn't go anywhere um and it feels like different like it's not our normal day life anymore and i feel bored also i hope this coronavirus is done so that i can ride my bike with no stabilizers at the park hello and welcome to episode 4 of children at heart the unicef south africa podcast we focus on all things concerning the rights and protection of children especially those impacted by the coronavirus there's a growing concern around the impact of this pandemic on the mental health and well-being of children who may have a lot of questions frustrations even fears that they're not always able to articulate will childhood ever be the same again beyond covid-19 today we speak to edit krill executive director of jelly beans a child protection organization that supports children and families who've experienced trauma abuse or neglect she offers insights on how to help your kids stay mentally strong through this volatile time and reminds caregivers and parents to also pay attention to their own mental health being under lockdown means children have increased screen time and online access sometimes this exposes them to online risks and dangers be alert be aware of your child's online and mobile behavior where possible participate in online activities with them and teach them how to protect themselves online unicef for every child edit welcome to children at heart podcast thank you very much i'm really excited to be together discussing this really important topic it is indeed an important topic What are some of the challenges or the vulnerabilities that families are dealing with as a direct result of COVID-19? On a simple level there's the relational fallout from social distancing. And I mean on on any given day kids will come up to a parent and say something like "Mom, I'm bored" or "Can I go outside and play with my friends?" or "Can we go somewhere?" And there are a lot of them who are now experiencing disappointment or frustration. at not being able to connect with their friends or because the e- events and activities have been cancelled how can parents and caregivers support their children through this i think one of the big things and what what we may really try and look at in in this very stressful time is learning to just connect with each other um maybe just sitting down and saying i can see you really really frustrated and i get it but can you just tell me a little bit more what really is upsetting you so i think just beginning to open ourselves up to conversations with children around these issues helping children to feel that their opinion and their their feelings are valued and important mm. and maybe also even just giving children ideas around how do we express our feelings in appropriate ways that's good and th- 
you know, just beginning these conversations with children can be really helpful because I think a lot of our families are so in um, taken up by their basic needs that they sometimes don't feel, um, or, you know, these just their survival needs are so big. Yes, that sometimes you know these these discussions slip by the wayside, and I think now might be a time where we can really try and embrace the the idea of beginning to really connect with our kids and to listen to our children. We might not have easy solutions. We can't say to our kids, go outside and play, or, you know, you can go to your friend's house. You know, that is the reality. But then maybe also what we could be thinking about, instead of just shouting or criticizing them Mm. or putting them to work, which is what is happening in a lot of homes, (laughs) are there things that we could do that would be fun? Singing songs, um, dancing, um, you know, just being silly sometimes can be (laughs) a big stress reliever and great fun and creating memories. I saw a quote recently that said, social distancing is not social isolation. Now, for us as adults, we can connect online through technology. We can call each other, do video calls. But how do we ensure that children don't feel socially isolated in a way that will impact on their overall well-being and development? I think what's important for us to think about is that things are different now, but different age children have different needs. So your teenagers, you know, not being able to see their friends at school or at church or in the local park is very, very frustrating for them. And, you know, they are extremely bored. Absolutely. But our younger children may absolutely relish the time that their parents are spending with them if mm. mom and dad are in a good mood. Um, <laughs> you, know, and, you know, younger children um, love maybe some of the time that they are getting to spend with their parents now. Oh. So, you know, not everything needs to be about, um, you know, going on the internet and being on Facebook and downloading this. And, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of things that, that families can do are really ideas of connection and if we could maybe take this really tragic event that's happening in our world and turn it into learning how to connect better that's something that we can take out of this that can be helpful to all of us there are also um, much bigger mental health issues at stake now fear and anxiety are increasing at a time like this children are feeling worried or maybe feeling fearful about contracting the virus or having someone close to them dying. I also read an article from the World Health Organization that said, children may find that they want to be closer to their parents or caregivers, make more demands on them, and in turn, some parents or caregivers may be under undue pressure themselves. What are some of the things that parents and caregivers should be looking out for what are some of you know the like the behavioral changes that we should be watching out for and also how can parents take care of their own mental health during this time so as we said you know we 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 realize that people are relatively stressed but when we're looking at issues of increased anxiety depression we need to be looking out for things where people may be withdrawing from activities Um, you know, not wanting to participate, where things just seem very, very dark and there's there's no solutions to things. We might see children being very irritable, 
sleeping a lot, having mm. nightmares. And I think one of the things that we could do on a, just a very basic level is try to understand what are our children understanding about this crisis. And Good. even though you could ask a young child, what is, you know, what's going on? They'll say, oh, you know, there's a lockdown because of COVID. But they might not understand what does it really mean. Some it's kids powerful. really believe that their grandparents are going to die. Wow. Because, you know, so, so they, I think one of the really important things is let's try and give information on an age-appropriate level. But let's first find out what do children understand about what is going on. Uh, what I miss about uh, my friends is, is that uh, most of the time we play uh, marbles or we race or play open gate, like playing with other people, other young people. Yeah. I miss my friends and break and I miss my teachers because I don't know, it feels weird for my long homeschooling years. Can't go to the park, can't go to the shop. Like, I just wanna be free. What, what kind of practical things can we do for those of us who are in a house where children are experiencing increased anxiety or panic and fear? Probably the most important thing to help children with their own mental health is for parents to be aware of their, their mental health. So if we have a situation where mom and dad are extremely anxious about what is happening at the moment and powerless and, you know, feel like there's nothing they can do, children will pick that up and that then leads to increased anxiety for them. So I think what might be helpful for parents is to just ref reflect a little bit on other times in their life where they had really difficult situations and what did they do at those times that was helpful for them? How Very could good. they maybe look at trying to learn from that in terms of our current situation? And I think one of the things also around this issue is if you hear that children are being hurt or um, you know, there is domestic violence going on, one of the caring things that you could also do is look at how to get help or services to them. There are helplines that you could phone where there is, you know, social services who can come out and really try and neutralize or bring that whole situation of violence down to, you know, a, a place where children are protected and, and everybody in the family is protected. I think that's a, a very important point that you've raised right now, that now is really not the time to be come so inward focused that we are drowning out our ears to the needs around us. What, what could be helpful for us to think about also in terms of the sense of helplessness is what are the things that are within my circle of control? There are many things that we can't control at the moment. We don't know how long the lockdown is going to be. We don't know who the loved ones are around us that, that may get ill. Yes. But there are many things that is within our control. So, for instance, setting up a routine for children that, um, you know, is we stick to every day yes. is very helpful for children. And it's a simple thing to do. It's within our control. You know, um, having fun with children, engaging in playtime with children, 
um, sitting down with your older teenagers and having real conversations about real stuff. Very good. Those are things within our circle of control. So powerful. Edith, thank you for sharing your time and wisdom with us. You've given us so much that I think will really help parents and caregivers as we work together to the other side of COVID-19. Thank you so much and all the best for the incredible work that you and the Jelly Beans team continue to do. Thank you very much and all the best to all the children out there who are just maybe waiting for school to start again. It's going to happen. We just need to be patient. Thank you for joining us on this episode. And a special thank you to all the young people who added their voices to the conversation. If you need support around any mental health matters, visit the SA Depression and Anxiety Group at sadag.org. If you know of a child who's in trouble or the victim of abuse, contact Childline on 08000-5555. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. For more info, visit unicef.org forward slash South Africa or follow UNICEF South Africa on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.